0: Terms and conditions apply.
1: Gonna tell it like it really is. We know Haney doesn't give a shh. Silence and critics eliminate misses. Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better. Everybody knows the name. Read about it, or golf teachers hall of fame, never doubt it. It's time for the truth, here's I do. you're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth, here's I do. you're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney.
2: Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast. This is the Masters Preview Edition brought to you by HaneyUniversity.com. That's where you can find out information about coming and getting a golf lesson from me at my studio in Paradise Valley, Arizona. I am teaching there and happy to help anyone that comes for less. So many of my lessons are listen to the podcast. And it's, uh, it's great to meet everybody in person. It's been absolutely fantastic. You can also register at HaneyUniversity.com for my instructional videos. They go out weekly and find some great deals on some golf products and some great training aids. If you're looking to get better at golf, that is a way you can do it, HaneyUniversity.com. All right, Masters Preview Edition, my favorite golf tournament of the year, by far, not even close. Uh, The majors are the tournaments. There's four majors. Those are the ones that count. Everything else is an exhibition. That's what they say on the PGA Tour. They say uh, live golf is an exhibition, so that makes uh, PGA Tour an exhibition too. But the majors are the majors, and that is how you are judged as a professional golfer. That is why Jack Nicklaus is considered to be the greatest player in the history of the game because he has won 18 majors, and... Tiger has won 15 majors, so that's that's that. I mean, if that's how you're going to judge, then the majors are the ones that count. The Masters is the one that everybody would want to win if they could only win one tournament. Now, some people from other parts of the world may say the Open Championship, they consider that to be the championship of the world, and it it does run a close second. I mean, that was... Why, in 1998, when Mark O'Meara won the Masters and the Open Championship, and Mark was a student of mine, uh, that was absolutely as good as it gets. I mean, if you're going to pick two two majors to win, those are the two that that you would want to win. And I I think it's, I, I guess the history now uh, the the fact that augusta plays on the same golf course every year you remember the course you remember great shots that happened at the course great great uh, tournaments past you don't remember that as much when they play a different golf course every every year and the us open tends to be a boring tournament uh, to me you you can't catch up you can only uh, fall back uh, the PGA is a little bit better, in, in fact, that they let you play the, the golf course a little bit, and, and, and there is a typically a, the opportunity to have a good score out there, which once the U.S. Open gets going, it doesn't really happen unless they get rain uh, on Saturday or Sunday, you know, you're not going to have the greens soft enough to shoot any kind of a score, so it's just back up, back up, back up. Uh, the Open Championship. A lot of it's weather-related, but you do have the opportunity to shoot a score there, and I I think that's one of the things I I like better about the Open and the Masters is is that you can shoot great scores, you can also shoot high scores, you can give up a big lead, you can come back from being way down, and that's uh, one of the reasons I think that the Masters always seems to have a great leaderboard. Now, that doesn't mean that somebody won't run away with it, but... It's not a big field, great players in the field. Although you know there, there's great some great players that uh, that aren't playing because they didn't qualify. But for the most part, you know your, your your best players are there, and you look at the the players that are, you know, favored to win. You got Scotty Scheffler, Roy McIlroy, John Rahm, and there you go. You got the top top three players right there there in the world, and then you've got you know. Uh, just about everybody else. That's, that's pretty much what you got. So it, it, it's going to be a great tournament. It always is. You probably aren't going to likely shoot yourself out of the tournament in the first round. Not as as much so as maybe you would at the U.S. Open. I mean, if, if even Parr's going to win at the U.S. Open and you shoot four over the first day, I mean, you're pretty much done. That's it. You know, uh, kiss it all goodbye. Masters, you're less likely to shoot four over because you've got a lot of birdie holes out there, and you know, especially the par fives. And even if you did, you know, there is a chance to play your way back in the tournament. I remember back in the day when Curtis Strange, I think, he opened up with an 80 and then almost, almost won the the, the golf tournament. Uh, so the opportunity does exist. He didn't come all the way back, but but uh, almost, almost got there. Had had a chance, had a chance to win. So when I pick a major championship winner and everybody's, you know, I see in the last few days is saying, Hank, who do you, who do you like for the Masters? Who do you like for the Masters? And I'm like, oh, I mean, I always pick the best players. That's what I always pick. Now, Scotty Scheffler is the best player in the world right now. He's 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 clearly proven that. And now the problem he's got is it's hard to win back-to-back Masters. I mean, I think Jack did it, uh, Tiger did it, but it, it, this is not something that that happens very often. Is Scotty Scheffler capable? Absolutely. His statistics are off the charts. I mean, he's a great ball striker. He's long enough. His short game is great. His putting is great. And, you know, that that's the, the formula. Because the formula at every golf tournament, and especially at the Masters, is... My formula for success in golf, which is eliminating penalty shots, eliminating two chips, and eliminating three putts. And to, to play Augusta and win that tournament, your total number typically will need to be no more than two or three when you add up your penalty shots, two chips, and three putts add those three categories up, penalty shots, two chips, and three putts. If it equals more than three, you are probably not going to win the golf. The odds are so far against you. Now, I'll give you, I'll give you an example. I, I coached Tiger from 2004 to 2009. He won the Masters the one year where he had the, the uh, chip in on, on 16. And all the other years I coached him coached him for six years. The other five years, he would have won that tournament had he not had three putts. This is pretty much as, as, as simple as that. When he won in 2019, he had two three putts, no penalty strokes, no two chips. Two chip meaning a, a, it takes you two to get on the green from close proximity to the green. It can happen. You got delicate shots. You could chip it over the green. You could chip it short and not get it on the green. You know typically a two chip is going to give you a pretty good opportunity to make a double bogey, and you you can't make double bogeys at major major championships. You just can't. The odds of winning a major championship with a double bogey uh, is very very low. You you you're just it could happen. You know I, I, anything's a possibility. I mean you could have eight three putts and and you know make three eagles and uh, four eagles and 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 overcome it. I mean, it's a possibility, but the probability. And the odds of it are very, very, very slim. When Tiger won in 2019, two, two three-putts, no penalty shots. Brooks Koepka, uh five penalty shots, six three-putts for a total of 11, and he lost by one shot. That is the definition of pissing away a golf tournament. I mean, with, without a doubt, he had to walk away from Augusta National in 2019 thinking, that was my tournament and I I let it go. Now the problem that someone like Brooks Kepka has, and he's been playing better, just won on the LIV tour, and uh, you know he's 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 not a a high pick uh, to win at Augusta. He's he's a forty to one odds. Uh, you know, bet a hundred, uh, win four thousand. That's uh, you know, a pretty good odds for a guy that's won, won the, the majors that he's won, but he hasn't won at Augusta. And can he lag putt well enough to avoid too many three putts? That would be my question with, with Brooks Kepka. That would be my question. Now, penalty shots at Augusta National is not something that you should get, but they will. And, and they'll get a lot of penalty. And when I say they shouldn't get it, cause there's not that you're, you're not getting penalty shots off the tee. I mean, you, you could hook it down to the creek on number two. It's a slope down to the creek. If you get a bad hook going off the tee, and it's a hole where you got to drive it with a, with a little draw off of that right bunker. If you hook it too much, you could get it down there in that creek. Very rarely does it happen. That's a penalty shot possibility there. The only other penalty shot Possibility really uh, off the off the tee. I mean, you just you you typically just don't don't see it except for number thirteen because you could hook it into the creek. But that hole this year will be more of a three shot hole with the tee back. In all likelihood, there'll be more layups than there's ever been, and what that means is there'll be less balls in the creek than there's ever been because what's going to happen is is if a player knows he's in all likelihood going to lay up anyways, if he knows he's going to lay up, he's, he's going to block it out there to the right and deal with the trees for the layup, which you can easily do, and take the, the creek out of play. When you're trying to cut the corner to make sure you can get the green in two and take advantage of the par five, you're more bringing the creek into play. Creek's going to be a little less into play, but it isn't in play for sure uh, with a penalty shot on on number number 13. Uh, number 12, the par three, penalty shots are in play there. No doubt about it. But pretty much if you hit it in the creek on 12, uh, one out of four rounds, you're pretty much not winning the golf tournament. It's elimination. I mean, you you go out the first round, you've three putt four times. Could you still win? Yeah. If you played the next fifty-four holes with zero three putts, but you just three putted four times in the first round, what are the odds that that's going to happen? And no penalty shots, and no two chips—probably not going to happen. Uh, if you creak it on number number twelve, could you still win? Yeah, but you got two penalty because that's a stroke and distance penalty there. You have to hit from a really tough spot. You got to drop it back. You got a downhill lie. The grass looks great, but it's the most shaded area on the golf course. It looks great, but it isn't great. Not a great lie. Downhill lie. Small target to hit to, and that's usually a disaster waiting to happen on on number twelve. If you if you've creaked the first one, that's why guys are more apt to hit long. But it does happen, and we see it every year. And it'll happen again. They'll get a gust of wind. And that ball come back in the in the creek? And that'll pretty much be the, the ball game there because once again, that's two penalty shots and you're not going to go the whole rest of the way without any more penalty shots or any more three putts. And there's penalty shots to be had with the second shot on 13. There's penalty shots to be had with the second shot on 15. And those are the holes where, where, where it gets you. So if you can avoid penalty shots and you can two putt, and you can avoid the, the two chips. That's your, that's your form. Now, you obviously, you got to hit your irons good. And people say, well, it's an iron second shot golf course. You got to get the irons close to the hole. Yeah, you do uh, to, to win. But when you look at the leaderboard at the end of the tournament, and I'll, I'll, I'll be able to point to you exactly why this guy this guy didn't win because he had too many three-putts. This guy didn't win because he had four three-putts and two penalty shots. This guy didn't win because he had four penalty shots and two three-putts. Whatever it might be. Uh, but you'll add up those penalty shots, two chips, and three-putts. And what will happen is that will determine, determine your winner. And then you can just watch it. Every single day you're watching the tournament, just remember I said that because it'll be the same thing every single year. And at Augusta, it's for sure. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We
0: believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast,
3: and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
2: He has the smarts. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport, and me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get
0: your podcast.
2: All right, so so who do I like to win the tournament? Uh Scotty Scheffler. He's a phenomenal player. Back to back is tough to do, but I, I there's not there's not a lot of people that can win this golf tournament. I mean, there really isn't. I mean you go you go go down after you know, you got Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, Jordan Spieth, Patrick Cantley, Justin Thomas, Cameron Smith, Xander Shoffley. And, and and once you get to Xandershov, then you got Tony Fino. I mean Tony Fino's done nothing this year to make you think he could win the golf tournament. Now it's a good golf course for him, but he's not a great putter. You know, he's putted better last year, but does that mean he's a better putter or does that mean he had one good year putting? Right. You you tell you tell me what you think. Uh I'll tell you what I think. Uh, that means he had one good year putting. Uh Roy McElroy. Talk about how great his swing is. Talk about this. Talk about that. You know, Roy McIlroy, it boils down to eliminating penalty shots. You know, not hooking it in the creek on 13. Not hitting the second shot in the water on 13. Not hitting the second shot in the water on 15. It boils down to that, and it boils down to three-putting. And Roy McIlroy has not putted very good this year. Last year was the best putting year he's ever had on the PGA Tour, and this year he has not putted good at all. So, all of a sudden, he's going to start putting good right at Augusta National. Everybody's thinking, he's, a, he's the favorite to win. To tie, you know It's 7-1, him and Scotty Scheffler. And what's going to happen is, Scotty Scheffler's been putting good all year. Rory McIlroy hasn't been putting good all year. But people are going to tell you that Rory McIlroy is going to find his putting game on the hardest greens you could possibly putt. <laughs> uh, uh, it could happen. I mean, it, 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 who knows? It might happen. If you're betting on that to happen, I I I just don't I, I don't see how you can bet on that. I don't see how you bet that you're going to find great putting at a at Augusta National. I mean, uh, could Jordan Spieth find great putting at Augusta? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, could Cameron Smith find great putting at Augusta? Oh yeah, he could find because he's a great putter. He's a phenomenal putter. Uh, John Rahm's put, putted putted well, not not. Off the charts, good this year. You know, certainly give him a chance at 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 nine to one, Uh, and and then you're just picking guys and just just you know ball strikers. Colin Morikawa, twenty five to one. uh, Shoffley, twenty two to one. I look and I say to myself, like horses for courses, putting, and who can who can adhere to my formula, and when I, I I look at that. I think Cameron Smith, see, see, people are, Cameron Smith's 22 to 1. If this tournament was played right after last year's British Open, the Open Championship, would Cameron Smith be 22 to 1? No, he wouldn't be. Why is he 22 to 1? Because he hasn't played as good this year on the LIV Tour so far. Well, why hasn't he played as good? He's not a particularly accurate driver of the golf ball. They played down at Mayakoba, which is mangroves on the right and mangroves on the left. You might as well put out of bounds stakes on both sides of the fairway. Uh, there isn't out of bounds at Augusta. You're not going to drive the ball in trouble. That's the great thing about Augusta for a player like Cameron Smith. But they played at Mayakoba on, on the Live Golf, and then they played at the, uh, the 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 next place they played was the Gallery. Uh, in Tucson once again desert golf course let it fly trouble see this is this is the reason that Dustin Johnson is 25 to 1 and Cameron Smith is 22 to 1 is because people look at it and say well they haven't played this good this year they've been playing golf courses that are absolutely awful for their game Dustin Johnson long Accurate on the PGA Tour, but he—he was. You're not going to pick the longest hitters to win at Mayakoba and at the Gallery in Tucson. If that's not where you're going to pick them to win, so they look like they're not playing as good as they maybe really are. So when I look at the best players, and I—I I look at the totality of their game and how they play on on on. This golf course, Augusta National, it's hard for me not to look at Scottie Scheffler, Jordan Spieth, Cameron Smith, and Dustin Johnson. Those are those are the four guys that I look at. Now, you can you can throw in other other guys that have really looked good this year, and you could put in a Max Homa. Uh, you know, you can you can put in a John Rahm. You know, you can throw in Rory if you want. Rory's got the added pressure of of completing the career grand slam, and I, I, I just I don't know if you know every year that's that gets harder to do. Uh, you know, he had the putting figured out last year; doesn't have it figured out so far this year. Doesn't mean he's not capable because he did it last year, so maybe he'll do it again. I just, I just wouldn't, wouldn't bet on it. I, I'd, I'd bet on on those those guys that I I just described. And I have this feeling, you know, that uh, I I don't know. I, I I think it it would be a shocker if a live golf guy won, but I wouldn't put it by him. And the top two, you know, are are going to be Cameron Smith and Dustin Johnson. But but Kepka Kepka at forty to one has been playing well. He's a confident guy. I just don't know about his lag putting. He he leaves himself too many long second putts and you're just not gonna make all those and that's why he three putts at Augusta too much. So, that's how that's how I'm 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 looking at this. I uh do I have to pick one player to win? Uh I will take you know what? If I take one player to win, I'm probably going to I'm going to have to take Scotty Scheffler again. You know, I would take the favorite because I always pick the best player and uh the best player ha- happens to be the defending champion. And he knows how to play that golf course. Every part of his game is is good for that golf course. Tough to defend, but uh, I, I like to make my picks this way. What I really like to do is I like to see what's going on. Like I, I I'll bet on this tournament, uh, and I and I'll I'll be all over my MGM app. But where I, where I'll place my bet is I'll place my bet on Saturday night. Saturday night. I'll place a bet on who's who I think's going to win. And I'll bet again on Sunday. As the tournament is unfolding with 9 holes to go, I'll feel like, you know what, I got a handle on who's going to win here. And that's where I'll, I'll I'll hedge my bet again. So I'll 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 probably place my bet Saturday night and I may increase that bet on the back 9 on that same person, or I may change to a second person and hedge my bet a little bit and go bigger on that person when there's nine holes to go. That's the way that I I bet on, on, on golf. Because when you bet the first round or before the tournament starts, you know, you can have all this logic you want. This guy's a great iron player, you know. And people will tell you, Kyle cow is such a great iron player, and played as good this year. Uh, Finau is, you know, great course for Finau hasn't played as good this year. Uh, you know, you, you know, Jason Day, great, great golf course for him. Jason Day is playing much better. You know, you can talk about his swing being better, all this stuff. Great course for him. It's got a good ball flight f- for Augusta. He's a g- good short game, good putter. But you know, how, how much has he won in the last how many years? Uh, you know, it's just it, it's hard to it's it's hard to, for me to look at these players and not see their flaws. So I, I typically I just go by process of elimination. Well, this guy's not going to win. 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 And these are the guys that are left. And now let's just see how it goes and you know, probably the first first round, you know, if I have 10 guys that I was going to pick and I'd say these 10 guys have a chance to win or 20 guys I pick, you know, of those 20 guys I pick, there might be 5 of them that are out of it after the first round. Okay, now we're down to 15. We may Go two rounds. Now there's only ten of them left. Now there's only five of them left, and then you just pick the one that that's that's going the best, and that's that's the way way that that I like to. The great field, great players. How many of them really really have a chance to win? And that number is not is not great. It isn't, even though some of them are you know past champions like Bubba Watson and you know Phil Mickelson and. You know, Sergio Garcia, you know, Adam Scott. You know, they're they're they they've all done it before on this golf course, but will they do it again? Chances are very, very slim. Probably, you know, uh even even lower than lower than slim. So I'll go with uh I'll go with Scotty Scheffler. That's my that's my pick. We'll see how it goes. I'll uh, I'll I'll try to keep up with this a little bit more. And uh, probably have a little podcast coming before uh, the uh, tournament is uh, getting to the weekend so that I can give you a little a little reassessment of where I think the Masters is. Hope everybody has a great day. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you soon on the Hank any Podcast.